0: Hey guys, what's going on? It's Russ and I am here with the incredible, the brilliant, the amazing Jane Jewell, who is our managing director here at Clients on Demand. But what you may not know about Jane is that she is also probably the top mindset and performance coach on the planet. So when it comes to issues around mindset or negative beliefs or anything like that, she's the best in the world at fixing those things. She's absolutely amazing. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. What we're gonna be talking about today, guys, is toxic money beliefs. And this is something that just blows my mind, but we see it all the time. Negative beliefs around money, negative programming around money, and the, the, the kind of the scariest thing about this is that you might not even realize you have it until you start getting a little bit of money coming your way. So what we wanna do for you guys today is talk about sort of what this looks like and what you can do about it. Because um, the, the worst case scenario, well, I suppose the worst case scenario is that you never, never end up making any money because you have these beliefs and you sabotage yourself every step of the way. But maybe not the worst case, but a pretty bad scenario is, is when you actually start making money and then all of this stuff you didn't even know was there starts popping up into your consciousness and it causes you to start self-sabotaging and making really bad decisions. So we've seen both of those things happen. We've seen negative beliefs about money stop people from ever making money in the first freaking place. But then we've also seen it when people start to make money, all of a sudden they freak out and they don't know why. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So welcome to the show, guys. All right, superstars. So Jane, what's, what's up with this, man? What's up with this topic? Why is this happening?
1: It's crazy, right? When you think of it, when you say, well, money, I love money. Of course I don't hate yeah, money. Of course that I don't. Hate. I love money. Money's great. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm not a money hater. Um, and what I have found, it's less about hating money and more about the emotions and the beliefs that you have around money. Okay. And that's the, that's the area that we tend to suffer around. And this goes in all kinds of different directions. So you can talk about it from a framework of, I have money and I fear it's going to go away. (laughs) I have money and I'm afraid of how people will judge me because I do have money or I don't have money. And if I did have money, I would be evil. (laughs) They're like, like the list goes on and on and on, unfortunately. But the thing that we mostly see is people get stuck in a couple of different places. Number one, they get stuck in being able to charge for their services or their product in a way that they are valued at. Because they're stuck about their beliefs around money, and I think that's the biggest issue when someone starts to starts a new business that they face is what they believe their service is worth.
0: Okay, so what are some of those toxic beliefs that can pop up that are going to cause you to sort of undervalue the work that you do?
1: <sighs> okay, so like,
0: let's start. Okay, so so let's well, so let's I guess let's start with the people that are just starting out. And that, and, that are, and that are making bad decisions in the beginning of their business. Because here's the thing, guys, pricing is one of those fundamental decisions that you make sort of like on day one. It's like, right, I mean, how can I sell something unless I know what I'm gonna charge for it? And most people make that decision badly. And what I mean by that is that instead of sitting there and asking yourself, you know, what do I do? What's the outcome I provide? Instead of asking yourself, well, what is that really worth to people? Instead, what we all do is probably look around at what our competitors are teaching. Oh, well, you know, Russ Ruffino's in this space and he's been around for a while and he's charging X, so I I can't charge that much. Or you look around at your competitors, you look around at who else is in this space and you you kind of usually set a price that's a little bit less than the people that you think are above you and maybe a little bit more than the people that are kind of just starting out. If you're you're brave
1: enough to do that. if (laughs) If you're
0: even brave enough to do that, but you're kind of just somewhere in that like mediocre sort of a range. And, you know, and and there's a lot of strategic reasons why that's a bad idea. Um, And and we can talk about those. So just really quickly, first and foremost, if you guys have been watching this show for any length of time, you know that we're big believers in premium pricing. I mean, premium pricing is all we do. And when we get a client, I don't care if that client's been in business for five months or five years or five minutes. The first thing we do is get our clients in touch with the true value that they provide. And for most of our clients they 're selling offers for between three thousand and ten thousand dollars once we get you know once we get our hooks in them once we once we get them thinking the way that the way that we do so for us it doesn't matter how long you've been in business if you're solving a major life or business problem, then you should be commanding a premium price for the work that you do that's the way that we see it but Let's take it a level deeper, yeah. and, and obviously, strategically, that makes a lot of sense, right? If you're if you're charging a higher price, you're going to get more committed clients. You're going to get, you know, you're gonna you're gonna hit your income goals faster. You're going to be able to work with fewer people, so you can provide a true VIP experience. And so, tactically and strategically, all that stuff makes sense. And you might even understand that, but deep down in the back of your mind, you might be going, "Okay, yeah, but yeah, but I could never charge that much, or yeah, but I'm not good enough, or or, or whatever." So looking yeah. it down in like your deepest held belief level, JJ, what are some of these beliefs that come up in the beginning of your business? Well,
1: you've touched on so many of them. I think, you know, one of them is who am I to charge that much, right? I'm not Tony Robbins, you know, it, yeah. it is like that. Who am I to do that? Or this fear of like, what if I can't get them that result. And typically that's an easy one to bust through because once you peel that away, you can get someone to see the value that they provide. That's kind of like their, their crazy, you know, animal brain saying, you know, I can't get that. And if they truly are really good at what they do, oftentimes they still have these beliefs because they don't yet have the identity, right. That they can solve that problem inside themselves or they're still feeling like they're trading their time. Well, to solve that problem, that's really easy for me. It only takes X amount of hours. Therefore, I should only charge X amount of dollars. And you talk a lot about that, about that that feeling that they're doing this trade for their time, as opposed to looking at the outcome that they're providing for their client. And most people don't ever look at the outcome that they're providing their client and base their, their service price on that.
0: Right. So that's a key principle that we teach at COD, guys, is that you really need to, your, your, your value, your true value is not based on the work that you do. It's not based on like how many bonuses you're giving people. It's not based on how much time you spend or how much time your program takes. The value you provide is based on the value of the outcome that you deliver. And Mm -hmm. so for many, many people, this is a radical new way of thinking about the value you provide. Like if you look, for example, I just I love using marriage and family therapists as a as a as an example, because everyone's familiar with the work that they do. You know, we all have had problems in our family, or if we haven't, we can at least imagine what it would be like if we did. Right. So if then if that's the case, then why are most marriage and family therapists charging like 100 bucks an hour or 150 bucks an hour or 200 bucks an hour? Like probably that's probably like on the high range. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. If my marriage to Sarah wasn't working out, what am I looking at, right? I'm looking at like a painful divorce. I'm looking at all this emotional turmoil. I'm looking at court battles, custody battles. I'm looking at losing half of my possessions. I mean, it's like it's, it, it, would, it would be like a nightmare scenario. So if I can work with someone who can actually get us talking again, turn that whole situation around, that's worth way more than $100 an hour, right? That's absolutely priceless. So if someone can come to me and say, hey, Russ, you know what? I can work with you to fix this problem and it's five grand or 10 grand or even 20 grand or 30 grand. It's a no brainer because I can't fix this problem on my own. Mm -hmm. And so guys, I don't care if it's fitness or relationships or whatever it might be. If you're solving a major life or business challenge, then you need to be charging accordingly. Not just for all the reasons I mentioned before, you get better clients, you're going to hit your income goals faster and all that other stuff. But just because of the principle of the fricking thing is you're not, you're not trading time for money. You're in the business of helping people create outcomes. You're in the business of helping people solve impossible problems. And in order to do that, you should be charging accordingly.
1: Right. And that would require you giving up anything about comparing yourself. You'd, it would require you giving up this judgment of, Oh my gosh, what would my family think if They knew I was charging this much money or, you know, what would my neighbor think? Or, you know, my audience isn't used to me charging that much or, well, so-and-so, you know, so-and-so isn't charging that much, right? Like all that conversation about what's going on around you would have to completely disappear in order for you to be able to do that. Because that's really what prevents you is this conversation that you won't be liked or you won't be loved. Somebody's going to judge you. That's the number one thing that will prevent you from, from being willing to put yourself out there like that.
0: Well, what's funny. And it's so funny that this, that this is, that you brought that up because I, I had a huge conversation about this. I just, I did, we did like a whole training on mindset yesterday for our, our, uh, for one of our higher level masterminds. And one of the things I said to them is that the people in your life so so, look, there's always going to be haters, right? The moment you start to do something worthwhile, guys, there's going to be haters. And, mm. and, and the thing is, is just by being who you are and just by showing up in the world and trying to do something great, you're going to trigger some people. It's like when I, when you see somebody that's doing something incredible, that's doing something unbelievable and awesome, you can respond to it in one of two ways. You can either say, oh my God, that Jane Jewell, that's she's crazy. crushing it. She's the best coach ever. One day, you know, if she can do it, I can do it. Maybe one day if I work my ass off, I can be like her. Or you can get toxic and you can say, oh, you know what? Jane Jewell, F her, blah, blah, blah. She's not that big of a deal, you know, whatever. And you can, you could begin to hate that person. And mm. nowadays in today's society with the internet and everything else, people go there fast. So quick. So quick. And, you know, the, I was saying yesterday to our, to our Alliance to our, um, Lions Pride clients, I said, look, you know, the great thing about the internet is that it's given everybody a voice. The shitty thing about the internet is that it's given everybody a voice. And so guys, like just by doing something extraordinary, you have to accept the fact that there are going to be haters out there that are going to try to undermine what you do. But you just got to understand the reason that they're doing it is because they want to be you. I mean, really, that's what it is. The reason that they're doing that is because they want to be you. And if they knew you face to face in your personal life, they would probably be trying to be your best friend. Yeah. But because they're seeing you online, because they're seeing your ads or your, your web pages or whatever it might be, they're, they're so desperate to come out and just, you know, crush you to make themselves feel better.
1: That's right. Knock, them, knock you down to make themselves feel better. Right. Okay. So, so, we, so we get back. that. We
0: understand, we understand that there's haters. But here's the other thing. And this kind of blew the minds of the, the clients when I was telling them this. Even the people that love and support you aren't ever really going to get what you do. <laughs> for the most oh, part
1: yeah I mean, we they're just they're the not
0: gonna get it um, your
1: dad doesn't get what you do <laughs> well
0: he does now but no no this is great okay so guys like i've been in this business now um you know i first started just trying to do anything online in uh you know when i was 31 and i'm 39 now so it's been about eight years that we've been doing this and it's been about five or six years since we've had clients on demand in its current form and i swear to god my dad did not understand what we did until that one day, like what was it, a year and a half ago where I took him with us on the private jet to go to, to go to Hawaii. And it wasn't because we were on the private jet, uh, Convincing it, him. <laughs> right, no, it wasn't because we were on the private jet. It was because he got to sit there and watch me and Mark and Jane and Adrian strategize and plan our event. And he was sitting there and listening to us. And that's when he finally got it. But dude, if you guys are, if you guys are speaking to your family members and you're like, oh, you know, I did this or I'm starting this website, or, I'm starting this business. Or even if you start to have some financial success, like, oh my God, I made $5,000. I got a new client. They paid me four grand. What you're going to hear is, oh, that's nice, honey. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's so, that's so nice, sweetie. You know, people will be like, oh, I hope that internet thing keeps working out. Hope it's not a scam. Yeah. I hope it's
1: not a scam.
0: I hope it keeps working. <laughs> oh, you got a client? Great. I hope they stay with you. I mean, tell me, have you guys ever heard that? Because for me, it's like the more people, especially when you're running an online business, the more people you share that with, the more people are just like, I don't know, like they just don't get it. And so, and so, it's not just about dealing with the haters, because honestly, like once you once you understand what the haters are really up to, it's it's easy to dismiss those people. But sometimes it's the people that you love where you're just like trying to tell them on uh, what you're doing and you're geeking out about stuff and. You know, on my website, my blog, you know, they, whatever you're doing, you're, you're talking about it. And they're just like, OK, you know, it's nice. I get it. You know, but they don't. They have no idea what you're talking about. Um, it's, so, so we don't operate alone. We, don't, we, we operate in this climate of people who are around us. And some of those people wish us harm. But sometimes even the people that love us more than anybody just aren't going to get what we do. And so if you're at the beginning stages of your business, like Jane was talking about, and you're sitting there going like, well, what if people say this? What if people say that? What if someone doesn't like me? What if someone hates me? Guys, there is a 100% chance that that's going to happen. And there's a 100% chance that there's going to be somebody that you love very much, that even if they don't wish you harm, they want you to succeed. They're not jealous or anything, but they're just not going to get it. So what that means is that you have to meet your emotional needs for acceptance and approval in some other fashion. You need to join a mastermind or you need to join a program where there's other people like you going through the same stuff that you are who can support you on that journey. Because chances are the people that are around you in your life right now, they're just not going to understand. And that's okay. Once you realize that and accept it, you can get to the point where that's okay. I fought for years to get the people around me to understand what I did and they still don't. Um I was you know just yesterday I spoke to one of my best friends who I haven't spoken to in a couple of years but she was there she was my roommate actually like when I first quit my job and I first started this business and she she saw me build this thing from the ground up and she was like "Russ you know what um what do you do?" And I was just <laughs> I was just like you've watched me build this thing from day 1 and you still don't get it. It's just like you know but that's what you're going to be that's what you're going to be dealing with. And so And so that can happen with your beliefs about money, but it can happen with your beliefs about anything. It's just, you're going to come into this with all these fears and emotional needs, but you got to accept the fact that you may not get what you need from other people. And that's got to be okay.
1: Yeah. The the other thing people do is they look at their own circumstance and they base their business and their prices on their current circumstance. You know, I was just talking um, to a friend of mine. We've been friends for like Goodness, 25 years now, and I was talking to her right before we jumped on Facebook Live. And you know, 10 years ago or so, 15. Gosh, I'm getting old. A long time ago. Let's not even put a time on on this. Back in 1935.
0: Back when Jane was a youngster,
1: when coaching was first invented. (laughs) um, (laughs) Back a long, long time ago when we were coaching. And because I I was like, oh, I'm gonna get on Facebook Live, and she's like, what's it about? And I told her, and she's like, oh man. She's like, I was awful at that. And she, she used to be a coach Yeah, and she said, you know, I, when it came time to, she worked for a company, but she did her own, you know, re-enrollments as they, you know, someone completed something and then moved into another coaching program. She's like, I was just awful at that because I'd tell them, okay, sign up for, you know, another six months of coaching and it's, you know, $6,000. I thought to myself, Wow. I could really pay down some debt with that (laughs) $6,000. So she was like, she couldn't get over her own circumstance. Right in order to enroll someone or, you know, price your offer at that price, because you go, but this is my life. And at my life right now, it would be difficult for me to pay that much to solve that problem. Or, in my, and, and so they, they lower their prices based on where their life is, as opposed to looking at, like we talked about before, the problem that you're actually solving. So that's a big one is when you look at your current circumstances and go, that's a lot of money. I don't know Mm. I could afford that.
0: Yeah. I don't think
1: I could do that. Yeah. And so then they lower their prices.
0: Yeah. So, so, so guys, there could be this whole hodgepodge of stuff. And then for Mm. me, like, uh, you know, even, even hitting a certain threshold, you know, all of us, I think have this invisible threshold in our mind of, of what we think a lot of money is, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh, well I might spend $500 on something, but I wouldn't spend a thousand dollars or I might spend this, but I won't spend that. Um, you know, like we all have this invisible threshold of what we feel like is too much money. And and so sometimes you you have these negative beliefs that are sort of lurking in your psychology that you don't even know are there until you get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it could be that, okay, you know, you're, you're, you're finally making more than your parents or you're finally making more than your brother, or you're finally making more than your sister or whatever it is, but you were fine, 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 fine. And then boom, you hit that point where it's like, oh my God, if I make more than you know, two hundred thousand dollars in one year. Oh my God! I'll be making more than my parents do. And what does that mean? You know, yeah. or, or 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 whatever. And so, you guys have to understand that that the true the true measure that you have to see money as just a measure of the of the good that you're doing in the world. And there are there are really messed up ways to make money. But if you're if you're if you're making money the right way and you're making money by serving people, the more people you serve and the higher level that you serve them at, the more money you're going to make. And so even as we grow this company, Clients on Demand, like when we, when we look at our income goals, maybe we want to get to 20 million a year, 40 million a year, whatever it might be, we always look at it in terms of, okay, great. How many people do we have to serve in order to get there? How many lives do we have to impact? How can we make sure that as we get to that income goal, we're making a bigger difference and a bigger impact in the world? And so when you guys get your business set up properly, a lot of these toxic beliefs about money begin to dissolve because you understand the direct connection between helping more people and earning more money, making the world a better place and earning more money. So when when I was first starting out, I was terrified because I looked around and I saw a lot of people, especially in the online marketing space, that were doing some really, really unethical shit and they were making a lot of money doing it. And I was terrified that I was going to reach a point in my business where, oh, well, gotten as far as I can doing the right thing. And, mm-hmm. and I, was going to re- I was going to hit that moment where, okay, well, I can compromise my morals. I can compromise who I am and I can make more money or I can stay stuck where I am, but, but feel like I'm being a good person. But you know what's incredible, guys, is that that moment has never come. The more we focus on serving and the more we focus on doing the right thing, the more money we make and the fewer problems we have and the happier our clients are. So I want you guys to understand, too, that if you have negative beliefs around money that 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 are like, well, you see people doing a lot of messed up stuff and you look at what they're doing and you go, I could never do that. So I guess I can't be rich or I guess I can't be successful. There's 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 you can always make money doing evil stuff, but you don't have to do evil stuff to make money. Mm-hmm. The more you double down on your own integrity and the more you stay faithful to your own vision of who you want to be and how you show up, the more money you're going to make and the more successful you're going to be. So please don't, <coughs> un- please don't make the mistake of thinking that you've got to compromise yourself morally to be successful. Because to me, it's like, get more in touch with your own integrity, get more in touch with serving and you will make more money because that will push you to do a better and better job for your clients.
1: You know, it's interesting. I heard the other day. I wish I remembered the exact number, but the media, you know, even just on movies and TVs, something of like 80% of any movie around that has anything to do with an, a business person, an entrepreneur will show them in a negative light, they will show that entrepreneur, like I forgot the number. I swear it was something like 80% will show that entrepreneur that they had to do something like you were just saying to compromise themselves, like sleazy. They even murder people, you know, (laughs) if you watch TV. I haven't, you guys, and I haven't
0: murdered anybody in like two or three years. Me either. It's been a while, so you don't it's have to... It's been a long
1: time. No. But it's like that belief is reinforced in our media and what we watch on TV that right. in order to be a successful media, uh, successful entrepreneur, you have to do some shady stuff, and that's just not the case. But we do bring that unconscious belief that, you know, oh, money's bad, because if you have money, you're kind of shady, <laughs> you know, and it could be down there for some of you. So it's just something to take a look at and, and to notice.
0: So the truth, um, guys, is that money is neutral, like you can mm- make money being shady and you can. Make money being a good person. So if you can make money being a good person, why not just do that? It's like, I feel like so many people in the beginning they're like, "I don't care what it takes. I don't care. I'm I'm out for myself. It, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get money, get rich or die try it and whatever." And and they just don't care. And I see that a lot. And I see I actually even see it a lot in the coaching space. You know, where we we all know people that are running a coaching program where they just don't even care. Whether people do anything or take action or get results, they're just like, whatever. They make their money and they do their launch maybe and they, you know, have a 20, 30, 40% refund rate. But at the end, they come out ahead and so they don't care. Um, It doesn't have to be that way, guys. And I I want you all to understand that in the beginning, because this is how I felt. If you feel like there's toxic stuff that you need to do to make money or that you have to choose between making money and being a good person, you absolutely do not. No. Mm-mm. So Jane, what's the antidote for this, right? Like you've got this head trash, you've got, you can say, okay, well, Russ, Jane, I understand what you guys are saying. I want to, I want to charge what I'm really worth. I want to, you know, I wish I wasn't a, I wish I could charge what I'm really worth. I wish I could move forward in my business and not be afraid of the haters. Um, I wish I could not flip out every time I talk to my mom and try to tell her what I'm doing and she doesn't get it. And I feel like shit. What's the antidote to some of these things?
1: Ross, you want a whole coaching session, don't you?
0: I do. I'm trying. That's the whole reason I'm trying to do this is I I would like to be coached on some of these. Yeah.
1: So the problem is, is when you take each one of them and you're stacking them like this on top of it. And pretty soon you have this big old stack of why you can't do it. You know, a big old stack about why you can't you can't charge that a big old stack. Why money is bad or, you know, having money is bad. And the problem with the stack is now you start to generalize that everything is that way. You know, mm. all business people this way, all offers are this way, all coaching systems are this way, all people think this way because you start talking in the general. And what I always say when I start to work with someone is they'll give me this big story and it's always in the general And transformation does not occur in this big general story. It just can't because then it's this concept that is not us and that's way outside of us. And you don't get a real emotional charge and the ability to change it. So the only way to do that is you have to bring it down to the specific. So instead of this stack of beliefs that are standing in your way, you got to ask yourself like, okay, what thought am I having right now? That's really preventing me from charging what I know my program is worth. What is that? And do some time, write it down and then look at it and go, oh, it's that belief or do it with somebody. Or if you're a coach, match up with another coach and have them really nail down. What is that one specific belief? There might be more than one, but start with one. And from there you go, well, is that true? You know, even use what Byron Katie says is very, very simple. That turnaround is, is that true? You know, what if that wasn't true? What if it looked differently? What could the truth be? And start looking for additional resources of how, one, you got to collect evidence of how that belief might not be so true. There might not be some concrete evidence around that. And then look at what could I believe instead? What might be true instead? And then start creating another whole pile of Well, what's some evidence that shows that that might be the truth? And, you know, that's one way. There are so many different belief must, you know, busting skills and strategies out there. But I think the biggest thing that people have to remember is you have to narrow it down to the specific thought or belief that's holding you back and start there. And it might be like on peeling an onion. You know, you might start there and you, you work through that and you go, oh, yeah, but this. And, you know, if you're a coach, you know this, you'll work with someone and that'll open it up and then they'll go, Oh yeah, but this, and then you work with that and you do that and you just kind of have to, it's like, it's like going to a buffet, you know, like the old town, you know, I don't know, buffets where, you know, the, the plate thing where it would pop up a plate and you take a plate and go through the buffet Well, you, a, a plate pops up, which is the icky belief. And you go through the line and you, you process it and you get something else. And then another belief pops up and you just kind of work through that. Until they're all gone. And then you go, wait a minute, this isn't the truth. And now you've got this big old stack of new evidence that you can use to move forward. So that would be the first thing that I would do. And then the second thing is to ask yourself if this wasn't true, what would my next step be? What would be the next thing to do? Because oftentimes we'll have a shift or we'll want to do something. And we're trying to have every part of it worked out. Like the whole entire thing has to be worked out. Like you have this idea and you need to know step one through step 100. And you're like, well, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I like, I don't know how to, I I don't know how to build a funnel. Like, what do I do? But you're still on step one and step one is making a decision. So the first thing you do is you do the next step and then you do step number two and you do step number three. And then what happens is you gain momentum And when you gain momentum, it's so much easier to start busting through all the obstacles that come in front of you. But if you're waiting for all the obstacles and the forest to be cleared before you take your next step, you probably won't ever take
0: it. Right. Right. So, so that's, that's incredibly powerful. I mean, do you, even just that distinction that, that change doesn't happen in the general, because you're absolutely right. When we're sitting there torturing ourselves, we sit there and we, we think these really big general thoughts like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know, whatever. But if we really begin to unpeel, like peel back the onion and, and, and figure out what's going on and what's at the root of that, it's usually just a really simple, really stupid thought that we've put all of this energy around. And so if we, when, we, when we get that clarity, we can begin to reverse that and switch it around and change the story that's happening up here to something that's a lot more empowering. And you know, Jane, like, you guys, one of the most fascinating things that I've found as we've grown this company is that whatever program you do or whatever mentor you work with or whatever help you try to get, they must be addressing the problem on that level too. Because mm-hmm. most of the time, what's blocking you from moving forward isn't that you just don't know how to do something. Maybe you don't know how to do a webinar. Maybe you don't know how to do Facebook ads. And, and that's cool. You need to work with someone that can show you how to do those things, the mechanics of those things. But that's not what's missing for most people. You know, all of us know how to get in incredible shape, right? All of us know how to, how to, how to do certain things. But even when we have that knowledge, many times we don't move forward because we're afraid. Or because we're self-sabotaging or because we're in hesitation or overwhelm or self-doubt. And if you guys have ever tried to do anything worthwhile, then you know how fast those emotions can come up and sabotage you. So one of the best things that we've ever done is incorporate a lot of the work that Jane's talking about into what we do with our clients at COD. Because when I first started out, I thought, oh man, I just give people the strategy. I show people how to do it. I hold their hand. I walk them through it and we're good. What
1: else could they want? What else could
0: they possibly (laughs) need to succeed? But very quickly, I realized that there's this whole other dimension to success of running your own brain and running your own mindset and keeping yourself on track, keeping yourself moving forward, dealing with those beliefs and fears as they pop up, which of course they're eventually going to do. So guys, look. If you want somebody to help you unpack some of that stuff, some of that head trash that's standing in your way, and also show you how to get where you want to go. So to give you the best of both worlds, the strategy, this is how you get there. We're going to coach you through every step of the way, but also the mental side of it, the emotional side of it. How do you run your own mind? How do you deal with your fear, deal with your emotions? If you need help with those things, I want to invite you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to us. We'll get on the phone together for about 45 minutes. It's totally free. You can tell us everything that's going on in your life, everything that's going on in your business, all this stuff that's been holding you back. And we will put our heads together and come up with a plan to deal with it. So maybe as you've been listening to us here, you're starting to go, wait a minute, you know what? I do have negative beliefs about money. You know what? I am undercharging. Uh, You know, I I, I, I do compare myself to other people and I don't know how to deal with that. And it's making me self-sabotage. Whatever you're stuck on, Come and talk to us about it because I guarantee you, whatever it is, we've seen it a million times and we know how to deal with it. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. We'd love to help you fix some of these problems and unpack some of this stuff. So guys, that's going to do it for us today. Jane, thank you so much for your expertise. That was awesome. And guys, we will catch you on the next show. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Ruffino and let's talk soon.